0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.
1: so many texts coming in on uh, the potential for public sector cuts in tomorrow's provincial budget. And really interesting to see the... And and it's been like this all week. Um, You know, the battle between uh, the East and West when it comes to politics. The battle between conservatives and liberals or conservatives and everybody else. Uh, this week and, and I also see it whenever we start talking about public sector jobs and you know, you know private sector when we talk about people who are maybe a teacher or a nurse whatever compared to those in in the oil patch and I find it amazing that there's there's so many people out there that that believe well just because you know you, they've lost their jobs or they've had to take pay cuts that Everybody else has to have it too when I think to myself that was the choice that you made in the career that you decided upon how many years ago and I don't mean to be a cow about it but it's just it's the truth I mean when things were great and you were working wherever it is that you were working and making 150 grand or 200 grand a year and buying all the toys. Um, you know, that's, that, that, was, that was part of it. We didn't sit here and say, oh, hey, we deserve raise because you're making 200 grand a year. I understand the concern and I understand how difficult and how crappy it's been in the past number of years for so many people in this province because I, I hear it. I have fa- members in my family who are dealing with it. But again, the, the battle between us and them, it's just getting old it's getting old and it's rather pathetic to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to completely switch gears here. Um, and you know, it, we've all forgotten a name or maybe messed up some simple math, but what if someone told you that brain farts like these are actually secret weapons, proof of your superiority to computers and artificial intelligence. Well, our next guest is here to do just that. World renowned neuroscientist and author, Dr. Henning Beck joins us this afternoon. His new book is called *Scatterbrain: how the mind's mistakes make humans creative, innovative and successful. Dr. Beck, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank Hello. you. Thank you so much. So, are you telling me to stop feeling bad or beating myself up over all those little mistakes that I make when I forget a name or when I forget where I put my keys, something like that? <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, this is correct. I mean, um, remembering stuff is not about remembering everything, but filtering out what is important and what is not important. Consider yourself you remembered everything. It would take forever to find out what is important, what is worth remembering, and what is worth forgetting. So, Way more important than to remember everything is to to recognize what is important and what is not important. And the brain is very good at doing this.
1: So and I guess the thing is, as long as you, when you find the thing that you forgot, as long as you remembered what that is, you're 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 still doing pretty well. (laughs) When you
0: start forget what you forgot, that is a
1: problem. Doctor Beck, um, you know, I was I was watching your TEDx talk today. I've been reading about you, and uh, my mind feels like it's kind of going to explode because you've made me think about things in a in a different way. And to be honest with you, I don't quite understand some of it. So I'm wondering if we can start with some some basic. Can can we start by explaining how the brain, our brains, how we learn? I have a two-month-old grandson right now, and I, I can't imagine what is getting poured into that little man's mind and how much he's learning right now and, and how much is going to happen over the next couple of years. So can you give us an idea of how that works to begin with?
0: Yeah, the brain basically tries to extract patterns and correlations um, among all these information that is, that is bombarding this young brain. And what the brain cells do, they say, okay, what is, what is happening quite often, what is interesting, what is fun, that is so important. Let's let strengthen our connections so we can process that information uh, in a better way the next time. And this is what we call learning: that the brain adapts to the sensory input, that the nerve cells improve their way of communicating, and thereby the network in your brain constantly reshapes and is constantly um, adapted to the to the sensory input that is. That is basically hitting the brain. And th- this is what we call learning, that we constantly improve by seeing what is important, what is not important, and the brain cells react to that.
1: So, and, and, and as we constantly see that, that leads to understanding?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is a fun question because um, sometimes we don't need a lot of repetitions, but sometimes we understand things on the spot how long did it take you to understand the word selfie for instance you see someone taking a selfie you know what a selfie is so interestingly there seems to be some something like a shortcut in the brain that the neuronal network is able to adapt to um to an information super quickly and thereby able to understand things on the spot and then you don't forget it you know at the very moment you understood what a selfie is you 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 know that this will last forever you don't understand it if you want.
1: What is the difference then between learning and understanding?
0: Well learning most of the time learning means that you find patterns and correlations in in a lot of in a lot of sensory input and a lot of information. Understanding means three things. First, that you um, see things on the spot, that you can characterize them, that you can categorize them. Second, you can explain the why see causal relations to explain why something is or what for and first you can apply it to a new situation and it's not like you are just recalling something from your memory i mean this would be learning learning would be you you learn a list of of words and then you can recall it later Great. but even more important is that you can do something with it, that you change the way you think. <laughs> and this is what we call
1: understanding. Dr. Beck, why do some people have so much difficulty when it comes to certain things um, when they're learning? For example, I, 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 w- I always found math very difficult and I can remember grade three, my dad sitting in the in the kitchen with us uh, doing flashcards at that time, flashcards, trying to get me to understand, you know, two plus two or whatever it was. Why yeah. do some people have blocks when it comes to learning certain things? <laughs>
0: well, math is a, is a special example because the brain is very bad at calculating numbers. Um, every Everybody is good at seeing patterns and, and correlations and connections. And this is what math is all about. Math is about asking questions and finding solutions to that kind of question. So um, way better than just giving answers and trying to, to behave in a certain way is to ask them questions and let them explore certain kind areas of of, of, um, of knowledge and we do in, in education and teaching we usually do the opposite we give answers and we want people to behave in a certain way what if we ask questions and let them explore it in their in their own kind of fashion and of course it must be clear at the end what it is all about but it is more in an active teaching in an active way we don't uh, in, not in a passive way, just consuming information. Because in this regard, everybody is bad at learning. Just consuming the information, <laughs> this is not what the brain is
1: made for. What is the brain made for
0: then? <laughs> the brain is made for asking questions. And if you look at children, they are asking questions so much. And we are, tra- we are training people to give answers as fast as possible, not so much asking questions. And I, I'm calling for uh, people actively thinking and challenging their beliefs, asking questions, Exchanging ideas, change, changing the point of view, and thereby, thereby, you get better
1: knowledge. Doctor Beck, my head is just spinning right now. Doctor Henning Beck, joining me on the phone. Uh, he's a world-renowned neuroscientist, the author of Scatterbrain: How the Mind's Mistakes Make uh, Make Humans Creative, Innovative, and Successful. So, another kind of question before I get into some other stuff with you: What is intelligence? Then, is it the same as the ability to learn? <laughs> Well, intelligence, in a way, yes. In a way, yes, because intelligence means that you find and follow the
0: rules as fast as possible. You, you, have, you have a problem and you find the, the, the solution as fast as possible. Intelligence, by definition, does not mean that you change rules, that you go places where no rule has been established so far, that you set up new rules. So intelligence in this way is nothing special. It means that you learn a certain pattern as fast as possible. Machines can do it as well. Artificial intelligence is pretty good at this but we are also able to ask questions no one else does. We are throwing away old rules and set up new rules. We go places where nobody has ever been before. And so we are way more than just intelligent. We are also creative, we are communicative, um, we are um, exchanging ideas, and we are challenging ourselves. And this is is what makes us special, right? Uh,
1: So the more intelligent we are, we quickly and accurately find previously known solutions. So can a computer be as intelligent as a brain?
0: Yeah, in a way, yeah, In a way, yes, because it, if you define intelligence by um, the capability to find solutions, predefined solutions as fast as possible, then it's no big deal, right? What is way more important to ask questions nobody, nobody has ever asked before. I mean, computers get answers, this is intelligent, but human beings ask questions, and this is way more than just, just being intelligent.
1: All right, (laughs) Dr. Henning Beck joining me this afternoon. Need to take a quick break here, Dr. Beck, when we come back. Um, I want to ask you, um, getting into a little bit more, I want to ask you to break down some things like how a brain can create new ideas. What can we do to stimulate that? And why are some choices so difficult to make? Stay with us more on 630 CHED Afternoons. Coming up to 3.20 this afternoon, Dr. Henning Beck, world-renowned neuroscientist and author of ScatterBrain, How the Mind's Mistakes Make Humans Creative, Innovative, and Successful, joining me on the phone this afternoon. Uh, You want to find out more, you can read the book. You also go online and check out his uh, TEDx talk, which is also very, very interesting. Dr. Beck, how does a brain create new ideas because i think a lot of us are constantly trying to come up with new ideas especially if we're an artist or or something like that and what and and what can we do to stimulate those new ideas well
0: first thing to realize um don't force ideas i mean you cannot basically create ideas like other solutions and the more you want them um, the the more difficult it is to get to a good idea so three steps first Um, dig into a problem have a problem and every good idea starts with pain it is not happy people that change the world but um, the ones who have a problem right and the ones who want to change something so try to understand a problem at first ask questions as many as you can then step back from the problem super important that you do something unrelated maybe during sports or um, like um, um, playing music or whatever and then Suddenly you realize an idea will hit you and you attract an idea by stepping back from a problem. And then step three would be telling others, um, putting it, putting an idea into action, because an idea in your brain is worth nothing. Only if you apply it, only if you get feedback from others, you will realize whether an idea is going to fly or not.
1: So I think a lot of folks, um, you know, the, the entire, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard, and then they take a break because they are so overwhelmed. You are saying take that break um, I, I'm guessing even before you get overwhelmed, but make sure to take the break.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have to digest information um, to understand them. I mean, we always have to digest uh, um, what we eat, for instance. If we were constantly be eating, uh, we would explode eventually. And this also applies for information. If we always consume information and don't digest them, we are going to explode. Um, we don't call that explosion. We call that like um, the feeling like time seems to fly distraction forgetting mm. um hard to prioritize this is only the result that we are not taking break, breaks eventually and usually we say a break workload or relation relation uh, ratio would be like one to five so five times of working like 50 minutes and um 10 minutes of break <laughs>
1: You know, oftentimes we're faced with making um, some tough choices, and you look at it and go, "Okay, I think this is the right the the right answer." And then ah, ten minutes later, you're back over here, and you flip back and forth. I remember, you know, a few years back, being offered a job, and it, you know, it took me about twenty four to thirty six hours to work my way through it, and it went from moments of absolutely, "I'm taking it," to the next minute, I was in tears. I'm like, oh, "I can't do this." Why does that happen? Well, this is what we
0: call one thing is what we call the overchoice effect. That if you have so many options to pick from, it is hard to, to find a good one, and is, the brain is usually not very good at um, at picking an op- picking an option. Um, this is uh, this is very hard. So we're usually um, we are also bombarded by information to make a good decision or to make a good choice. Uh, so usually you already made the choice. Sometimes you just have to put some pressure onto yourself. So if you want to do something and you don't know what option to pick from, um, roll a dice or toss a coin. And in the very moment you roll the dice, you feel already uh, what number should appear um, or should not appear because subconsciously you already made the decision
1: you already know um I I, there's a lot of folks out there that um, suffer from anxiety that 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 awful feeling you can't turn off your brain you feel like you're under pressure um you know you can sit there and and kind of talk yourself through it and and tell your brain no everything's okay everything's okay you're going to be just fine but how come your brain doesn't seem to go along with that
0: yeah, this is very hard. I mean, you cannot tell people to uh, to get rid of these kind of anxieties. Um, so what? So, sometimes what you can do, you can reframe it, um, so you can put people into a stressful situation and um, tell them that the stress um, reactions that you feel, sweaty hands, for instance, they are actually a good sign, a sign of um, your body being into a performance mode. Um, but um, usually you have to let people experience that it's, not harmful to be in a stressful or uh, in a situation that forces anxiety and if anxiety is triggered by an external factor this is the way to unlearn this kind of anxiety Um, yeah and and research shows that this is actually happening if if these kind of treatments are pretty sufficient if um, if an anxiety is um, is caused by an external factor.
1: Okay. I have one more question before you, before we're out of time. Um, You know, there's always talk about um, doing brain games to help keep your mind sharp um, to, as you're, as you're aging, the things that we can do. What, what what secrets do you have to to keep the brain sharp as we age and 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 to continue to learn as we get into our 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s whatever it is
0: yeah the best thing is very cheap i mean um, um, have a healthy lifestyle that is important and challenge yourself go on vacation ask other people read books change media as often as you can ask questions and the more active your lifestyle is um, the younger your brain, uh, the younger the brain will stay because it's not about doing like brain teasers or, or puzzles or quizzes, if you like them, all um, But you will not get smarter in general if you do a lot of crossword puzzles. So it's more important to travel a lot, to meet different people um and try to challenge yourself as often as you can and if, if you get older try to find some grandchildren this is always a good advice because <laughs> they keep you young you know that and um this is this is always it's because they show you um that it is important to ask questions and and follow your curiosity and the longer you do that the, the younger you the plane will
1: be well it's been fascinating to watch him just over the past couple of months and and start to watch things and and learn things and it's it's been amazing so i'm going to take your advice there and do some more travel and and uh, keep acting younger than i am so dr beck thank you so much for joining me this afternoon i appreciate your time Thanks a lot. What was a pleasure. Dr. Henning Beck, again, his new book is called Scatterbrain, How the Mind's Mistakes Make Humans Creative, Innovative, and Successful. Uh, the 3.30 News up next, Fit After 40, coming up with Grant Fedora.